What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Nightmares Podcast, where we talk about all things horror, horror movies, horror video games, horror series, uh, horror art, comics, and every once in a while we will interview folks uh, to talk about their experiences with horror and what they're giving to the uh, Midwest uh, horror community as well. Um, and I am joined by, of course, uh, Zachary Smith and Brandon Rakowski. I don't have any cute nicknames for them. I just call them by their actual names. Not everybody can have cute nicknames like Zach does. Uh, so, uh, Zach, what are we talking about today? I'm going to stab you. <laughs> what else is new? You always want to stab me. You want to stab Brandon. You want to stab everybody. This is very true. At least you're a creature of habit. So, Zach, so we watched uh, The Final Girls, and Zach absolutely loved the movie. Watched it again recently, and I watched it again last night. It's absolutely fantastic. If you want to hear us talk about how great it is, go and check out our other uh, podcast about The Final Girls. But Zach's one complaint about it was that the mask, he didn't care for the mask of Billy. And I thought this would be a perfect opportunity to discuss our favorite horror masks. Uh, whether it be through movies, video games, comics if, if you got them. And then also maybe some television series as well. Um, that would be a pretty good topic. So I will let, unless Zach is looking at me one, like he wants to add something to this conversation. But... Um, a little bit of blood, a little bit of spice, a few more things, but that's just about it. <laughs> and Chemical X. Uh, so I'm... No. <laughs> Alright, so without further ado, I'm going to let uh, uh, Zachary, uh, American Psycho, uh, go it's ahead. American Zacho, Mark. If you're going to do it, you got to do it right. Ah, so now if you'll excuse me, I need to return some videotapes. Sit down. No. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, go ahead, man. Um, uh, list off your favorite horror movie masks. All right. Well, I'll start with the most basic one. So, I'm going to do one from a movie, one from a video game, and one from a comic and movie. Um, okay. Okay. So, works. first one, of course, as we all know, I'm a Predator fanatic. So, of course, Predator masks are just overall most of them. There's only a handful that I think are really stupid looking. But for the most part, every Predator mask in existence is just purely badass and awesome if you don't want to have a predator mask what the fuck is wrong with you why wouldn't you want a predator mask you could see it all sorts of vision modes and it just looks cool you look like a hunter badass and you just want to rip somebody's skin off maybe take their skull out and hang it on your wall because it's fucking awesome and that person really annoys you I think Zach has some issues he's gonna work out but anyway I go have on. no issues Mark. did somebody have... make you mad this weekend <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of people have made me mad this week. Brandon, it's me. And we live just in a really fucking, I don't know, squirrels. Anyway, so go on with your list. Okay, so number one Predator mask. Specifically, my favorite Predator mask is the Alien Predator mask from the Alien vs. Predator game. It came out in 2010. You got this by pre-ordering the game from GameStop because, you know, pre-orders. You have to pre-order to get all the cool shit and all that. But yeah, it was a mixed, it was like... The top head, it was just like the basic normal Predator mask, but at the bottom it had like a xenomorph mouth attached to it. It's really fucking sick. Um, so yeah, that's uh, my number one. Number two, the terror mask from, I believe that's what it's called, terror mask from Splatterhouse, the video game. 
Any of you guys ever played Splatterhouse before? No, I never. I know of the game, but I've never. I've seen clips, I've seen playthroughs, but I've never actually played it myself. Did you see the one that came out? I think it was 2009, or the originals on the Sega. The originals. The originals. Okay. I had no idea there was a new one. Yeah, it was a remake. It was really fucking awesome. But um, yeah. So the Terror Mask is a mask that once you put it on, you turn into this big hulking badass that just yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. you turn into this big hulking badass that essentially just rips and tears. Is that the apart. mask that's the Jason ripoff? It's not a Jason ripoff. Then what's the one I'm thinking of? Okay, okay. Well, it is kind of a. J- All right. If you look at the very first game, it is clearly inspired by Jason, but I wouldn't call it a Jason ripoff. Dude, Mark, actually... do you, it looks like you have a picture pulled up on your phone. Yeah, you want to show it to I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to call specifically a Jason X ripoff. Okay, yeah. Even though this predates Jason X by Okay, so years. here's the thing. The first game came oh. out in the late 80s, I believe. Okay, well And as the mask evolves, so throughout the three games the mask yeah. kind of evolves. In the third game, it absolutely does look more like Jason X just more in a bone fashion because the mask is essentially made out of bones. But once you put this on, it essentially turns you just into a Hulk that is fueled by blood, and your mission is to go through this mansion, rip and tear every demon apart, trying to save your girlfriend. But nice. it is just super fucking awesome. Nice. Do you yeah. should you should play this for uh, let's play a game at uh, some point. If I could get a capture card for my PS3, I would. But that's nice. a pain in the ass. That's right now. That, that's an, that's a, an assignment for a different day. Yeah. Uh, but very fun game, very awesome. Uh, the originals are fan fucking tastic. I believe this was one of the first games, because this predates Mortal Kombat. Spider-House was one of the first games to actually have a warning label on it due to all the violence, blood, and gore that it came with, with the game. Yeah. Good times, good Splatterhouse. stuff. Splatterhouse. Yeah, M ratings like, before M ratings were a thing. That was a side-scroller, right? Yeah, 2D yeah. side-scroller. Oh, ow. Careful, Mark. Ow. Mark's breaking tables. The, uh, my Italianist got uh, got ahead of me. The uh, My ability to want to uh, move hands. His arms are flailing about. He can't help it. Yeah, it's part of my deal. Unless you put a bowl of pasta in front of him, his hands are going to be unstable. Or any kind of Italian food. Anyway, move on, yeah, Brandon. Idle hands are the devil's play things. The- <laughs> Which I, I still need to see that movie, Idle Hands. I have not There's a movie it. called Idle Hands. Yeah, it's with Seth Green and uh, Devin Sawa. Huh? Yeah. Huh? yeah nice. I was talking about it with Victor in Michigan this past week, and I was telling him how uh, Scream Factory did a collection edition Blu-ray, and we looked up like what all the special features were, and he recommended it, but it sounded like he hadn't seen it in a really long time. So I don't know. Maybe we'll uh, bring him back on Screaming Room soon for Idle Hands. It's a horror comedy. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, that's a conversation for another time. Indeed it is. Uh, any other masks? Any other things you want to talk about? Predator or Splatterhouse related? Okay, so I'll move on to my third mask. And my third mask is The Mask. Loki's mask from the movie The Mask and the comic The Mask. Even though I've never read the comics before, I fucking they're love very, the movie. They're very different from the movie. Oh, from, they, yeah, oh yeah. I have oh, no yeah. doubt. But like the, In the comics, this is what I know. It's in the horror. comics, it's literally horrifying. He is batshit fucking crazy yeah. and murders everything in... Well, maybe not everything in sight... But he murders the shit out of a lot of people. From what I hear, the comic is bloody. Oh, yeah. It is. And what I find funny is so they got Chuck Russell, the director of Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and the 1988 Blob, to direct The Mask. And it was his idea, the horror director's idea, to make it a comedy. 
There's a great episode of Good Bad Flicks about it. Yeah, look, yeah. I'm not going to complain because that movie was absolutely fantastic. Oh, great I wa- movie! I watched that movie hundreds of times as a kid. Yeah. Dude, it was hilarious. Dude, the um, uh, the whole thing where he tears up the mechanics and he shoves this shit up their oh, ass, yeah. like that's directly lifted from the comic. Yeah. The um, that's a direct thing, except it's much, much more, less violent, much more tamed. Yeah. yeah and, much uh, more Justin tamed. and I actually watched that very recently, actually within the last two weeks, probably, and it still holds up really well. The mask. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, I would love to rewatch that movie. Don't bother with the sequel. Yeah, yeah. I, I we just yeah, pretended the, this. But the sequel was complete and utter trash. Okay, since this is somewhat video game adjacent related maybe you know the answer to this zach let me hear it okay i think it was a nintendo power contest where it was like the winner would have a walk-on extra role in the mask 2 and this was a contest that was in like 94 95 like when the first movie first came out and then of course um as things tend to happen in hollywood uh Actors, directors, writers move on to other projects. Financing becomes an issue. Other issues come along. And The Mask 2 never got made until the Jamie Kennedy Son of the Mask in 2005? I know it was somewhere in the middle. of two, Somewhere between 4 and 7. Roughly 10 years. Roughly, we'll say an estimated 10 years yeah. after the first movie. So I wonder if the winner of that contest was eventually offered his walk-on role for the mask sequel. Look, I have no idea. I'm supposed you said Nintendo Power? I think it was Nintendo Power. I'm surprised Power. Nintendo had any correlation with the mask. No could, one could held you imagine getting that then. phone call? Like after that many like years? Ten years yeah. They ten years Do they even like, have his phone number after that point? I mean shit. I don't know. The uh, uh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say that probably never happened. Probably or never not. got around to happening because, you know, 10 years, that's a long time. And who knows? Maybe the guy wasn't even alive at the time. You know, a lot can happen in 10 years. People die in very mysterious ways. And, <laughs> sure. The, um, uh, yeah, those, yeah, the mask was fucking awesome. I was yeah. always a big fan of, uh, uh, of the mask. The, um, uh, there was, it was great. Yeah, that was absolutely, in my opinion, Jim Carrey's best role in my opinion. I love that movie. Dude, I, honestly, I, this is a suggestion that is, that is not original among a lot of people who are fans of The Mask. Uh, what they should do at this point is remake it, but remake it far more like the comics and actually have it as a straight up horror movie. Um, with it, with some dark comedy associated with it. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing it, but I feel like today they somehow fuck it up just like they do everything else. So. Yeah, it depends on who it gets released by. The yeah. um, uh, you know, I I think there could be some good stuff done with that. The uh, it would have to be extremely effects driven. Like you would definitely want as much blood and guts as it is yeah. in the in the comic. The comic, like he actually like takes people's faces off and shit, doesn't he? And like, and then like wears them. So I mean, like, those... I've actually never read them, but I do believe um, there are some paperback omnibuses that collect the comics. I'm checking how much they go for right now. I would definitely be down to doing that for like a comic book episode. Yeah, uh, um, uh, yeah, like... they're doing new editions of the mask omnibuses. Uh, volume one on Amazon is twenty five bucks. Volume two is eighteen forty five. That's not bad. Not yeah, bad. Not, not bad, bad at all. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Volume one collects okay. collects the mask, the mask returns, and the mask strikes back. So you basically get the first three stories in the first collection. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'd definitely be down to doing like an actual 
review of that in a later podcast. That'd actually be pretty cool. The um, uh, oh look, Dark Horse. Yep. Yeah, I believe that is Dark Horse. That oh, is Dark so Horse. So it's probably yep. really good. The uh, oh yeah, most likely. Oh look at that! There's even a Spider House comic. The uh, sweet. Yeah. But is that one any good? Could be. Uh, and you only just heard about it two seconds ago. Well, there's a lot of video game comics out there that go under the radar for reasons I'll never understand. So, yeah. The uh, so Zach, any other last thoughts on your favorite favorite masks? Uh, no. Um, if you haven't played the Splatterhouse games, both the PS3 one or the originals, I fully recommend them. Hell, if you get the one for PS3, it has the original three games included. The first two are absolutely the best. The third one's kind of and a pain in the ass. But it's still a fun game. So it follows the Donkey Kong Country formula? Kind of. Uh, that's, yeah. yeah. Well, that's an old yeah, also, uh, well, also, the third one goes from 2D side-scroller to just a fucking beat-em-up, essentially. So, uh, And it's yeah. kind of open. You're traveling a mansion. You're trying to save your family and everything like that. Multiple endings, but it's just a royal pain in the ass. Like when they eventually turned one of the Splinter Cells into a, a rip-off of Dead Rising. Where everything is a weapon. The I think it was like four, like Splinter Cell Four, they basically changed the whole the whole like design of the fucking thing to that doesn't to, sound like a bad thing though. I mean like it, it but it came out exactly at the same time as Dead Rising and everybody's like that is a blatant Dead Rising ripoff. It's like Dead Rising without the zombies. That's, I, I don't know. And, and I'm like I'm like it's a good model, but like look, look I, I would never compare Splinter Cell to Dead Rising just because one is a huge stealth game and the other one is you're in a mall murdering zombies. Dude, I, dude that is the reason why people were so upset about it is because it literally it, it like it, that's it, a shit comparison no no but like, everything's a weapon okay that's not a bad thing but but how the gameplay was done it's literally an exact mock-up of dead rising i don't know i gotta play it splinter i've never really gone deep into the splinter cell games play i want one, to play one and two they're pretty good yeah. the um fucking love the dead rising series though um uh, the very much enjoyed especially the first one. Oh yeah the first one is absolutely the best oh, by yeah. far the um uh, the uh, dude especially all the when you finally get like the, you get like the atom suit or like the um uh, the fucking full you know like the Iron Man knockoff suit. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's a fun game. The um uh, yeah, definitely a fun game. Got to go through hell and high water to get the Mega Man blaster. But that, eh. that's 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 the thing. The whole Mega yeah. Man suit, you got to do a, a bunch of ridiculous shit to actually do it. Like, I forgot what you need to do to get the Mega Man suit, but the blaster, you have to you have to fourteen hours straight in the survival mode, if I remember correctly. Yep. Hope your power doesn't go out because you're fucked if that happens. Dude, the and actually the the way to get like the the bottom half of the suit is you have to kill like twenty thousand zombies. Oh, that's in one not round. Hard. I can do that. The um, which the, the killing zombies isn't a problem for me. It's the surviving for fourteen hours straight because you can't you can't save it. You can't pause. You can't leave because if you leave, you just die over time. So it's like. Well, fuck. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Never played Dead Rising, Zach. I mean, Brennan. No. Sorry, you. Hey, sorry, you kind of left out on this one, buddy. Yeah. It's pre- It's 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 a. It's available for it, PS4. You it could is, get it. It is a great zombie game. Actually, it is fun as it's, fuck. It's a fun as fuck. Like it's literally it's the same. It's it's pretty much the same plot as what's the which Dawn of the Dead is the one in the mall. I always mix up the. I always fucking mix them up. The. Uh, I know you're gonna. I know you hate me for that. Which but Dawn of the Dead is the one in the mall? Is it Dawn of the Dead? Yes. Son of a bitch. The, the son of a bitch. I, I know there's so many different ones. It drives me nuts. There's Night of the Living Dead. Yep. There's Dawn of the Dead. Yep. Dawn of the Dead is the one in the mall. Both yep. original and remake. Yep. Yeah. 
Then there's Day of the Dead. There's, yeah. Which is probably my personal favorite of the Romero movies. Is it the one with the punk rockers? No. Damn. What's Day the of one? the Dead is the one with Bub. They're in the underground military yes. bunker. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Dawn of the Dead is also really good, but it just more stands out of my mind from Day of the Dead. Fair enough. Then there's Land of the Dead All right. with Dennis Hopper. Oh, Jesus. Uh, then there, and Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright have little cameos in there as well. Oh, shit, really? That's, that's oh, pretty yes. cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, then there is Diary of the Dead, which is the found footage one. Oh, I didn't... It... Don't waste your time with that one. All right, fair enough. The, uh, I was like, then oh, there is... On a level of Hellraiser, that one found footage Hellraiser movie to Never that... saw it, so I can't compare. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say that fucking Hellraiser movie was... From Clover... I, I heard it was pretty bad. From Clover... Oh, from Cloverfield to Paranormal Activity Part 5. I never saw Part 5. I know. Uh, just, and just, I was only okay on Cloverfield. And, really? And, yeah. Oh, First I Cloverfield fun. I was only okay on. Oh, like, there's cool. a lot I appreciate about it, but as far as actually watching it as a movie, it's just okay. I know you're not a found footage fan. 10 Cloverfield Lane is great, but that's not found footage. Yeah. A really good found footage movie I've seen since our found footage podcast, but it's not a horror movie, mm. but it is made by a guy who did make a horror comedy, so there's a so that's my loose connection for bringing it up. Fair enough. It's called Tex Montana Will Survive. Never even heard of it. That yeah, sounds it's weird, but okay. Super low budget. And a found footage movie is super low budget. No, like, like what? It, it was it was crowdfunded and they reached a certain goal where they just released it for free. Amazon Prime, YouTube, like you can just watch it. It's out there for free. Tex Montana Will Survive. It was. It basically just. It's basically just one guy in a camera. There's one other scene that has other people in it. Late in the movie, a crew of like six people made it out in the woods, and it's basically about this host of a nature survivalist show, who's called out as a fraud. So he decides to survive on his own for thirty days in the woods. Nice. That's one way to prove them wrong. Was there something about a map? <laughs> and were people in the audience pissed off by the end of the movie? I thought the ending was hilarious. Like okay. It's one of those movies where it's like, in the wrong hands, it could have very easily just been the most self-indulgent, boring thing. And it does teeter on that at times, but... The parts that are funny are absolutely hilarious. Nice. Okay. So when it lands, it lands. Yes. And I thought the ending itself landed really well. Mm. Good. They still think Zafoni. I won't spoil it. Uh-huh. Like don't, it don't be that guy. Was, Zach. Like, don't be that guy. It sounds like one of those obvious endings. It's like, you can try all you want. They're still going to call bullshit. Um, like the, the, the ending, I really do not want to spoil because it... <laughs> It cuts to something at the very end where you're just like, like the ending happens and you're like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, okay. And then it cuts to a certain amount of time later and it's just the funniest, most ridiculous thing. I can't even... Say no more. Yeah, it's... Say no more. Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's on Amazon Prime. It's worth a watch. Yes, Zach. Did you have a question? I did, but I just, I don't remember it. Uh, fair enough. Oh, yeah. So to conclude, talking about the Romero movies, then <laughs> there is Survival of the Dead, which I know I watched. I have it. I have seen it. I don't. But much like Joss Whedon's Justice League, I don't remember a single thing from it. Yeah, I don't remember either. 
I don't know, something happened in Croatia or, I don't know. Croatia? Something happened there. I don't know. That's like literally all I remember about yeah. Justice League. And then um, in 1990, Tom Savini remade Night of the Living Dead, which I actually think is better than the original. Um, the original does deserve its spot in horror history, but and this is not, I'm not saying this as a pun. I legitimately mean this. I do feel the original Night of the Living Dead does have a lot of dead air in it. It is. It's a slow burn. Yeah, whereas the um, Tom Savini remake is a much tighter pacing, I felt. Um, James Gunn wrote and Zack Snyder directed the 2004 remake of Dawn of the Dead. Which I enjoyed. I enjoyed that Wait, as James well. James Gunn wrote that? Yep. Oh, yep. interesting. Yep. Dude, yep. I just, the, 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 whole, the whole chainsaw thing And awesome. uh, Heather Langenkamp did the makeup for it, I believe, or she was really? at least on the wow. makeup team. Well, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's cool. Um, Dude, what's, what's the movie where... Half of the the half of the zombie chick is is in the examiner's room and they and she explains why zombies eat. Return of the Living Dead. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Which was I think written or at least co-written by I am blanking on his name, but the guy the other guy for Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. And basically, he took the Living Dead part of the title, and Romero just took the dead. Part of the title, which is why there was a separation between the two of them. Very much like divorced parents. Kind of, yeah. Um, um, there might be more to that. Half, I'll get this out. That story might not even be true. I don't know. I honestly don't know much about that story, mm. so I don't want to go too much into it and spout out false information unknowingly. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, Return of the Living Dead, first one, the punk rock one, yeah, yeah, yeah. really good. Yeah. Dan O'Bannon directed it, I believe, of oh, Alien shit. fame. Yep. yep. Uh, very much worth your time watching. Speaking of Dan O'Bannon, they're releasing his original uh, screenplay in a comic format for Alien. First issue's already out. I've actually got it coming in the mail. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Order um, that and read it. And then um, Return of the Living Dead 2, directed by a guy who I believe said does not like horror movies. Oh, how lovely. Um, oh, those are always the best ones. Yeah. Uh, cinemat- enough, sometimes they actually work. Cinematography by Robert Ellswit of There Will Be Blood fame. DPs have the weirdest fucking careers. Uh, I, I know it's been said a thousand times off this podcast and on this podcast, yeah. but I can't reiterate how. But yeah, Return of the Living Dead 2 I thought was okay. Um, and then there's Return of the Living Dead 3, directed by Brian Usna. Ah. Um... I, that's Justin's favorite of the trilogy. And the first one's my favorite. The third one, I feel, has the better story idea. But the second one, I feel, is the tighter told story. I need to watch all of these in order. And then there are some made-for-sci-fi channel sequels that we don't talk about. Exactly. Um, like most things on sci-fi. Oh, God. Um, I, I need to watch all of these in order just to wipe this... Mix mismatch memory I have because for some reason in my head I've watched a lot of them but they've all kind of blended together and I need to I need to go and revisit them so I can actually remember them individually for which movies they are yeah because it, it it tends to blend obviously you know the most recent the 2004 one I know that exactly what that is because it has more updated you know updated technology however the rest of the older ones they just all blend together to me except obviously. Uh, you know, not a living dead, which is in black and fucking white. So yeah, I need to get, I need to watch them all so I can get that, yeah. watch that uh, that memory of them all diluting together. 
So with uh, Brandon's recap of the dead movies, <laughs> we'll move on to Brandon's uh, Let's move on to Mark's favorite masks. Oh, fine. The um, uh, so Gee, I wonder if Scream's going to be one of them. It is one of them. Basic. Um, I don't care. It's fucking great. Uh-huh. And based on a really famous painting. But um, some of these What's actually the painting called Mark. Yeah, the the scream. Gee, how original! The uh, <laughs> Ed Edvar Monk's The Scream. The um, uh, so anyway, there's a couple different masks. One of them, one of them I love because I love because the fucking joke that's attached to it is hilarious. It is the joke from Ready or Not uh, when they talk about wearing masks back in the eighties. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I'm glad we don't have to wear the mask. It was the '80s, whatever. But but actually, the masks were actually pretty cool. Like I, I that do... one scene made that big of an impression on it you. Did. Supposedly, because I don't did. even remember the masks. And actually, yeah, it's it... like I remember there were masks. I don't remember what they. Yeah, look like. same here. They, I, 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 mean, I thought they were like those masquerade Victorian era yeah. bullshit. They, they were yeah. they were like that. Um, and I just I liked. It set up the tone for the movie very well. Yeah, don't and, get me wrong. That joke was great. And the second joke after that, I have a fucking tea time at 8 in the morning. God damn it. <laughs> I think I wanted to do this. The, um, uh, but the, uh, it set up the tone really well of the movie. Um, and I liked how it started like that in the creepy cult mind. And then it got to showing them as just you know, normal rich people. So it, it, so just, it was just funny to know that all those people that were in the, the you know, you know, fucking eyes wide shut masks were uh, were actually like regular people, and they just got rid of the masks because they were ridiculous. The um, but I actually enjoyed the masks because I enjoyed what it. Obviously, the joke, yes, it did make an impression on me, but the setup of the movie, um, it provided a lot of good flavor to the sure. movie. I'll, I'll give you the, the the joke was absolutely hilarious, but the um, and then again, I don't even remember the masks. Like, they were very. It like, was such a throwaway thing. They but, were they were Victorian style yeah. masks and everything else, typical of what you would see with that kind of sacrificial ritual type deal. Yeah, yeah the basic so, shit. Fucking um, rich people. And now and creativity. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. So now, and I'm going to get to the the next one, which the movie was incredibly disappointing. And Ready or Not did it, did the concept much fucking better. But I did. Can I take it. a guess. You already know what it is. You is it your next? You better believe it. The um, I was actually very disappointed by the movie, but I actually did enjoy the masks. I agree. Much. The um, I think the I think the um, <laughs> snake. What the fuck are you doing? The uh, Zach's cat loves a uh, a plastic bag that David left here last week. The uh, that has now made it its permanent bed. But anyway. Um, but yeah, your next phenomenal, phenomenal masks. It, it really set up good tension with the masks. They were really cool designs. Um, yes, the movie was probably, I would almost vote it probably the most disappointing horror movie I've ever seen. The um, And a lot of that... I don't know if I would call it the most disappointing I've seen, but is definitely a contender. You yeah. know, I've never seen anybody say it was a good movie. Everybody I've ever met that's watched this movie has always said... It could have been great, but it was super disappointing. And, and that's it, weird because it's like if you go on the internet, a lot of people really like it. So where are I've never met a it, human being in my life who said it's great, it's amazing. No, everyone, it's always been consistent. This movie was really disappointing. And you know what? Here's the crazy part about it: it makes all of like the number one spot for like top ten bet, most intelligent horror movie characters, horror movie decisions, and you're like, yeah, they're right. But that doesn't excuse the fact that it's just not a good movie. I was bored by it. 
I, so was I. And what but... makes it even more disappointing is I, I know the movie they made after this, The Guest. Oh, shit. Okay. Which one was The Guest? You don't remember The Guest? Was that the one where you showed Victor the picture and it was the dude with the, like, the body and everything like that? I or... showed you guys The Guest. It was The ter- Terminator. Oh, that. Oh, okay, yeah. Great yeah. fucking movie. Great yeah. movie. Like, there was just... Zero. And that director's doing Godzilla vs. Kong. Dude, so it, this was a script issue. Like, it was not even a direction issue. Because I would actually say the direction's pretty good. It is a script issue of... Let's just put in a bunch of... You know, let's just put in a smart character in a horror movie. Which they did. However... Bless <coughs> you. Corona. Thank you. However... They didn't make a character that gave a shit about. Yeah, she's smart. She just she makes smart decisions, and yeah, she's like a survivalist and everything else. But like, you told me nothing about the character to make me give a fuck about the character. Where's the love? Hey, there's zero with it. Like there was, there, and then also too, it had a it had a it had a stupid fucking ending too. So I, I was like, this is really disappointing. Yeah, the ending was pretty dumb. With, with the cop coming in, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah the, like random ending, like, and I was like, "This is bullshit." And then, and, and the funny thing is, I had obviously Ready Your Next came out quite a bit before, way but, before, way before. But I, I saw Ready or Not, which is a similar situation. There are some, you know, some points that are very, very similar with it. The direction of the plot is kind of similar. You know, a woman against you know in one location fighting off you know a bunch of killers. The um, yeah, there's obviously differences with it, but it is similar in structure. And I'm like, ready or not, did this a thousand times fucking better, a thousand times better. If some, if literally, if it was a burning fire and I had a choice between running in and grabbing your next or fucking ready or not, I'm grabbing your next. The the hard drives that have both original files of both movies are in danger. Yes. <laughs> The um, I, you know, it, one of these days I'm gonna have to watch this goddamn movie, dude. Honestly, man, it's it, it's the same thing. I'm gonna it's gonna be the same experience that you had with Maximum Overdrive. Brandon and I are just gonna say we told you so. The um, I mean that's literally what it's gonna come down. You're gonna go. I'm just fucking bored. Like and and yeah, again, she does make some smart decisions, and there are some decent kills in it for sure. There are some decent kills in it, and the effects are pretty good in that regard. But there's so many. Lack of character development, huge logic holes, and just overall, just I don't give a fuck about these people type of thing, you know. But yeah, ready or not, and also very wealthy family and new girl coming in that's not coming from wealth, but they're but she's being married into a wealthy family. So there's that. Like it would be an interesting double feature to see, you know, you know, to see it that way. But yeah, I I, I really wouldn't recommend it. And and there's like one specific fucking plot hole that still to this day drives me nuts. And actually, I don't, it's not even a spoiler. The you obviously know that these dudes in the mask are fucking you know coming in to kill, uh, kill everybody. Yeah. They all use fucking crossbows and swords. And it's not a spoiler, but they have but those killers have military experience. <laughs> it drives me fucking insane. <laughs> like 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 you have. Green Berets, who's and their reasoning behind this was they didn't want the neighbors to hear the to hear the thing. But, Where are their neighbors? I but, thought they were in the middle of the woods. I mean, they, they are, but they have like neighbors that could hear gunshots. But I'm like, you're talking about Green Berets that have handled 
black op missions where silencers were necessary in that. You're telling me that if these guys actually had guns and they handled it like a black op mission, everyone would be dead. Everyone would be dead and there'd be, there'd be no fucking movie. Zero movie. But because this movie has to happen, that's their logic for it. And it's a, lot, and it's a plot hole that has driven Is Arnold Schwarzenegger around? Because he eats those motherfuckers for breakfast. So what we need no. to do is the remake of Your Next, where they actually do treat it like a black ops mission. But the girl just barely survives. And when she gets back up to health, she tracks down these Green Berets one by one and kills them off. And they're the ones who are next. See, that's fantastic. I would watch that. I'm pretty sure there's... A- I just pulled that out of my arsehole. <laughs> you, you can hang on to that, though. You, you can, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need to touch it. You don't it. want that story anymore? No, I, no, I, I, just, anymore. I just don't... You just had to say it that way. You had, you had to ruin it, didn't you, Ren? I did. We were having a nice moment, but you had to ruin it. Eh, I'm still proud of myself. It's I still a good idea, are. and you know it. Uh, it is. It is. I just wish you didn't sure pull it. Sure it isn't. I just wish you didn't pull it out of your ass. I had to pull it out of somewhere. The uh, thin air. Could have tried that one. You can't pull something out of nothing. Yes, you can. No, you can't. For the for this for the sustainability of this argument, yes, you can. The anyway, um, uh, yeah, phenomenal masks, just disappointing fucking yeah. movie. Which one of the masks do show up at the party scene in the guest? So if you really want to, you can say the animal mask that's in one shot of the guest. Nice. If you don't want to give credit to a movie you don't like. Fair enough. Fair enough. I do like the guest, though. The guest is really yeah, the good. The guest is great. Um, and then, uh, and, and and guys, you already know. I just I'm gonna say scream because because you already know that was gonna be the case. Gee so, Willikers, I, what a surprise! I fucking love the mask. I never would have thought Mark would like the mask from Scream. I'm gonna, I'm a fucking. Stay. What do you think of the mask from the Scream TV series? Funny enough, it's actually on my list. Oh, okay. The um, uh, the um, but we'll get to that in a second. The um, I love this, the mask from Scream. There's obviously reasons why I I, oh, I do I love Scream. I love Mark, it. what are those reasons? The um, it's based. Do on you a, like Scream? It, shut up, Zach. What about Scream Three, the oh, best Scream movie ever? I like parts of Three. There's other parts I don't like. Oh um, <laughs> uh, the uh... what does it say? <laughs> <laughs> I do have a fun time watching. I, I, I mean, really Scream do. Three oh. is the only one to feature Jay and Silent Bob. That is also correct. Another so, reason why it's the only good one. And Carrie Fisher. Oh, rest in peace. That is a Who great... was also in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I yeah. still... Scream what? 3 and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back have a lot in common. They do. And actually, Wes Craven has a cameo yes. in Jay and, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yep. Um, uh, so Market research shows people like monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I do. I do love it, and then obviously too the uh, the practicality purposes of loving it because because it is it's a cool mask and it's a simple costume. The um, and also multiple people can wear it. That was the 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 shtick of Scream. Not to mention cool. Um, when somebody was talking about the mask, it actually got me more interested in masks because um, the whole thing related back to Michael Myers and and then also Jason Voorhees. Which is that you know when you when you have somebody that's coming at you with a mask and a and a blade, you don't see if even if you punch them in the face, you don't see any of the damage. And psychologically, it makes that person that's behind the mask seem invincible. That that was a big that was a big tactic with the Vikings back in the early battle days. Is that uh, is that with 
no bruising uh, you know, behind their masks, their enemy would get discouraged because they think they weren't making any progress in attacking them, which is what makes masks extremely effective in horror is because the masks make these people and, and you know and obviously Michael Myers is you know you can judge whether that that's a person Jason Voorhees is definitely not a person he is some other being um, he's the undead sure he's not undead until part six the uh, sure but um, and then scream is definitely very much a human being behind there so it the it allows it allows that thing to be invincible in the eyes of the person that's being attacked by them. <laughs> what, Brandon? What, what, what? He's thinking really hard about the Jason bit. The, uh, don't, I think, am. don't think too hard about it. Um, uh, as Zach has said about the Friday the 13th movie. Look, he becomes undead in part six. He's not even in part five except for a dream sequence. So, And then he technically, officially, somewhat died in part four when don't. Corey decided to go nuts on his fucking face with a machete. Don't think too hard about this, folks. Uh, Seriously, don't. Your head will hurt. Yeah, exactly. But that's that's what makes masks great in horror is because they seem invincible. And when you have a situation where where you can't, uh, where that person doesn't show any kind of pain or any kind of damage to them, you're pretty much fucked. The um, you you're discouraged. You punch them in the face. You hit them with a baseball bat, and you don't see any of that damage. And they just keep coming and coming and coming. Not like that, you immature motherfucker. The, uh, the, <laughs> God, he's like six years old. Maybe even less You're just than now that. realizing this? Yeah, that's a good point. The, um, but yeah. He that's, watches The Simpsons. The, uh, and that's, uh, in, you know, and then also too. What did The Simpsons ever do to you? Everything. A lot. Um, uh, and also too, you know, Wes Craven said that about masks as well. He's like, he's like, they, it's a way for psychos to put, you know, this persona on so they can exercise their demons without actually, you know, they can, but they can take off the mask and then, oh, they're, they're a normal person again. But once they put on the mask, they can just do whatever the fuck they want. Um, and it's a great way to split your psyche in that regard. So like gray Fox mask from Elder Scrolls of Oblivion. Sure. The, um, uh, so there's put that thing on and your bounty immediately goes up to a million dollars because you're a psychopath and murder everybody inside instead of being a thief like you should be. Sure. The uh, these are all accurate things, but um, but yeah, that's that's was you know my first love of of horror movie masks, and then also the last movie, um, and then I'm just gonna do a quick uh, television show, and then two television shows, and then a video game. House is October built. Um, I love the porcelain uh, mask just because I think it's fucking cool. I'm not a fan of porcelain masks. I don't know. It's uh, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things you either like them or you don't. Like eh. you know, it, I think it adds good atmosphere, especially considering in the houses that October built, like the masks kind of just show up in regular life. They're not, like, showing up in a situation where you would expect them to show up. You know, like in a creepy Victorian house. Like, or even in The Strangers. Um, uh, you know, you have those type of masks. They're in inside, you know, with houses that October built, they kind of just show up randomly. Especially one scene where uh, where they bring the girl on to the RV bus, and she kind of just fucking sits there. And you could just feel the tension and awkwardness among all the regular people. And then she just literally gets up and then walks off the fucking bus. So it provided really, really good tension. And then um, Scream the Series, which I did like the mask. It's not, it's not my 100% favorite, but I did dig it. Um, uh, the, um, I thought it was a nice little different take on it. And then, um, and then Goosebumps, the actual mask. 
That's a good one. That, yeah. that's, a good, that's a good fucking mask. And then all the other masks were really good as well. It's where the budget for the entire season went, but I mean, it's still a great mask, maybe nonetheless. Even, maybe even possibly the entire series. Yeah, um, it very well uh, could be. So, yeah, those are, those are fan And that was my first exposure to, to like, horror movie masks. So it has a, a special place in my heart. Um, uh, and I'm sure, obviously, you know, you guys have watched those. It's a good mask. Those ones, yeah. It is. Very good mask. Yeah. Very expensive mask. And then the, the, the video game um, that I picked was Bioshock. All the different animal, uh, Victorian animal uh, masks that everybody was wearing. If it wasn't for the fact that that game looks so goddamn ugly, I would maybe agree with you, but no, that game... Yeah, Brandon's kind of out of this one. He doesn't, it doesn't really, you know, um, uh, you know. So once again, we have the howling experience. I love it. Zach hates it. Brandon doesn't know anything about it. Fuck, Fuck if we know! The, uh, um, I, I liked a lot of what was going on because it was, there was simplicity to it. Oh, my. It's a game where the environment looks amazing, the big daddies look badass, every character in the game looks terrible. Not in the way that they should, like, I know they're all supposed to be deformed, it's just bad modeling. It was kind of fixed in part two, infinite, just fuck infinite, but yeah. You, it, it, if you ever get a chance, play the remastered. I did! Dude, we recently I, went through them like a, uh, about maybe two months ago, or no. Uh, dude, I, I, I... They were free for plus, and I went through... Again... Fun games, Bioshock 1 still looks awful. Disagree, but that's fun. Awful in the characters. Environment looks fantastic. Weapons look great. And characters look god-awful. The, I, sure. The, um, uh, I, I never saw an issue with them, but, you know, that's that's your perspective. You're a little bit more nitpicky about that, too. The, um, but I love the mask with them. Um, I thought it added really, really good environment. Um, and then also, too, there's still the fucking like party masks that they wore from like three years ago um that they still have on because the last thing that happened i don't think was it was that much time away from when year. everything went to shit i don't think it was even a year I it, think was, it was it was it was it yeah, it was it was about a year i don't know how long it was beforehand that everything just went complete shit but it, it was like a year or less than a year brandon if you ever get a chance phenomenal game play it um even zach who doesn't care for how the the the, the, the actual characters look even you will admit that it's oh, a Oh, it's a fun game, a and it has a great story, but like I said, the characters just look fucking terrible. The, um, uh, besides that, it's a pretty awesome game. Definitely. Absolutely. It. The, um, uh, and, then, and then that's it. That was, that's, that's the list. But, um, uh, but yeah, definitely my favorite from the video game, um, uh, video game era. The, uh, definitely a lot of good shit with that. Cool. <laughs> Brandon's like, I, I, I feel so left out right now. The, uh, I don't know what to talk about with Bioshock. Your turn, buddy. Bioshock. Play it. <laughs> Alright, um... Okay, where do I want to start? Um... That is your choice, sir. I think I've talked about this movie before, so I'm just gonna blow through this one real quick, but the three masks in Halloween 3. The skull, the pumpkin, the witch. Very iconic masks. They show up in the 2018 Halloween movie. They show up in The Guest, actually. Hey, Zach, um, Brandon likes ha uh, Halloween Part 3? What? Gee, I wonder if it has anything to do with his lord and savior, Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins' performance in Halloween 3 was really good. <laughs> yeah, his performance in everything is really good. That doesn't mean it's a good movie. It's still you, a good you, movie. You have such a man crush on Tom I Atkins. I do not. <laughs> He's so embarrassed. I do not, kind of. Tom Atkins and Fred Decker. He's Nothing could be actor. bad by those two. He, Robocop 3. He's a... Wait, Fred Decker did Robocop 3? Yeah. And in his career. Um, 
Pretty much. The, uh, wow, I didn't know that yeah, was him. Was, well, you know, the guys who make date movie and epic movie and meet the Spartans get to keep making movies, but, you know. Um, thanks, thanks, good Netflix. The, um, yeah. uh, but you're That's not a good bit, point. But you're not bitter. No, right? you want to know what's worse than that? The assholes would keep making Sharknado and that now too. zombie fucking tsunami. That is kind of a cool title. No, it isn't. <laughs> yeah. No, it isn't. Yeah. Stop. The, uh, anyway... The, uh, well, I mean, yeah, definitely them. But, uh, yeah, no, yeah. I do like there. Halloween 3, and I do like the masks. They're very good masks. All right. Okay. Are we here to talk about the movies, or are we here to talk about the masks? Fair enough. Fair Both. Enough. No, this is the Nightmares Podcast, no. where we get off track very easily, because, ooh, shiny. <laughs> Dog. The, it's a good point. Cat. It's a fair point. Ma- Mark got to bring up the masks from your next, which we don't like, but we still took that they're good masks. Fair enough. So why are you ragging on me for bringing up the masks of Halloween 3? Fair which enough. Which I do think is a good movie. Fair enough. Fair, uh, my hands are up, Brandon. Fair enough. They go on. I don't want to anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh! What are you going to do, pull Zach? What are you, you going to be like that, huh? They, <laughs> I don't like The Simpsons. This is stupid. <laughs> All right, but yeah, I do like the Halloween 3 masks. Um, And while I'm on the subject of the Halloween series, I have a philosophical question for you. Oh, is is Brandon going to ask the question of the podcast today? If you take the Michael Myers mask from Halloween and you paint it flesh-colored, do you now have a William Shatner mask? Yes. Okay, hang on. Which? You're going to be very specific. Which Halloween are we talking? The original. Yes. Okay, it, it, they've they've distorted it enough that it doesn't really look like it. I'll tell you what though, we on, when when Halloween comes around, we'll do it. We will go and buy a, a Michael Myers mask. We will do it for Instagram. We will make a video where we actually do it flesh color, and we will see if it looks like William Shatner. Which, by the way, the original William Shatner mask also looks nothing fucking like William Shatner. So there's that. Regardless, as so long we as we're have talking, a, so we have quite part, the margin of error here to work with. This is what pretty you're much, saying. Pretty much. As long as we're talking Halloween Part One, yes, I will agree. If we go to any of the other Halloween movies, maybe, maybe not even Halloween. Halloween two. Four looked weird. Halloween Four looked bad. His yeah. mask looked like something out of I. I don't even know. Like Four, Five, and Six looked terrible. Is it the one that they like extra bleached it? Like, no, so it's like, like super the, sh- fucking white. the shape of the face, like the face looked weird. The eyes looked weird. Everything about the masks in all those movies looked weird. Like in one and two, they looked fine. But in those three specific, I, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it looks fucking weird. Yeah. The, uh, the, I'll say I, I don't know why, but I want to start singing Mr. Roboto every time I see that mask. Yeah. I'll get, I'll get behind that. The um, uh, it's it looks so. The rest of the Halloween movies afterwards, the mask looks fine, but those three movies, it it's stupid. It's sick. This mm. is what it would look like if they made a mask of Shatner now, and then they revised it to a Halloween mask. <laughs> the way the Shatner looks right now, versus how he looked in the original Star Trek. Talking about Halloween Four. Yep. God. Brandon's like that checks out. Yeah. The uh, um, anyway. So moving on. Uh, I like the owl mask from Phantom of the Paradise, which is a Brian De Palma movie. It's kind of, it's in the same, it would make a great double feature with Rocky Horror Picture Show and Repo the Genetic Opera. Oh, then I would probably dig this. It's an interesting combination. Yep, it's probably my favorite of those 
three, but yeah, it's a Brian De Palma movie. Uh, who also did Blowout, Untouchables, Carrie, yeah, yeah, Sisters. Brian, Brian De Palma's awesome. Yeah. Blowout. That's the Travolta one that I need to watch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's do that soon because it's a great movie. Sure, I want to watch yeah. it again soon. Um, but yeah, Brian De Palma, one of my favorite directors, did Fans of the Paradise, which is sort of like a rock opera-ish version of Phantom of the Opera. And pretty much it's about this owner of a record label who sold his soul to the devil essentially to live forever and be young forever and he's opening up a new concert hall called the paradise and there is a composer whose music he steals for the opening performance of the paradise and he basically frames the yes that's the that's interesting so one. he uh, yeah. frames the composer for all these crimes and the composer tries to clear his name and while breaking into the office he gets chased by the cops and he ends up getting disfigured and so he comes back to wreck havoc on the paradise and it kind of just goes from that i don't want to give away more after that but that's the pretty basic interesting concept setup. yeah um paul williams plays the owner of the record label um he has a cameo in baby driver uh, he was, when they went to pick up the guns and Jamie Foxx started that whole shootout. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, picked up the, they pretty much picked yeah. up the guns from Paul Williams. He also does the voice of the Penguin in the Batman animated series from the early 90s. Oh, shit. He's done a few things as yeah. well, yeah. He's, he, yeah it's, He's gotten around. Other people probably know him from other things, but those are, but voice of the Penguin and Phantom of the Paradise are the two things that I know him best for. Um, but yeah, really good movie, really interesting mask, um, really weird movie. And it's like, there's this band that Paul Williams character keeps trying to push called the Juicy Fruits. And they start out as like this 1950s nostalgia band, the Juicy Fruits. And then they keep like reinventing them as like every conceivable musical movement you can think of. Um, like it's just... They're such a corporate shill. Um, and then there's also another scene that spoofs the shower scene from Psycho. That's really funny. Well, I um, feel like that's happening a lot more often than it should. Well, and De Palma loves Hitchcock, so it's like you're going to see a lot of Hitchcock references in De Palma movies, uh, especially in Dress to Kill, um, which is sort of, in a way, an unofficial remake of parts of Psycho. Yeah, um, right. yeah. Dressed to Kill's a good one. It's with uh, Michael Caine. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend Phantom of the Paradise. It is weird. It is not the most straightforward, basic movie. As long as it's entertaining, then. Yeah, I think it's entertaining. It's just not a conventional movie. Yeah, I mean... Um, and Jessica Harper was actually in both of them. Yeah. Rocky Horror Picture Show and uh, Phantom of the Paradise. I mean, Rocky nice. Horror Picture Show is a weird movie, but people go yeah. nuts over that Which one. I, I like Rocky Horror Picture Show, but I do feel after a certain point, it does kind of fizzle out. And yeah. it's somewhere in its second half, whereas Phantom of the Paradise, I feel, is on from beginning to end. Okay, here's yeah. a question. Terra Firmer or Rocky Horror Picture Show? <laughs> Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, that's a mask I really like. 
I also like the three masks worn by the kids, Lock, Shock, and Barrel, and Nightmare Before Christmas. Nice. I like those. I All like right. those. Yeah, I'm definitely down for that. So not, Brandon is definitely more on the simpler side of masks, yep, not, as we not can a, see. Not a whole lot to say about those masks, but I like those masks. They're great. Yeah. The uh, yeah, um, they're a lot of fun. It's funny because I was actually when I was uh, right before I left for my second cruise ship. I was staying with a friend and her boyfriend. I was staying at their apartment, and this was right before Halloween. And they tried to make clay versions of those masks for their Halloween costumes. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. The, the clay turned out to be much heavier of a material than they thought, so it didn't quite work out. But How was, thick were they making it? Because that really does make... Pretty decently thick, actually. Oh, yeah, that's going to yeah. be heavy as hell. Yeah, um, definitely add to the heavy. But it was yeah. still a neat thing to see done. Yeah. Um... And then not a whole lot to say about this one either, but I like the mask that Eustace wears to scare Courage. Oh, Courage Jesus Christ. Dogs. <laughs> that big ass, deformed, yep. ugly ass thing. Dude, it basically looks like the fucking piece of wood from uh, from Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, that's Jesus what it reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the last two slash three... That I like. There are two masks from the same TV show that I want to bring up, and then there's another mask from a movie that's not a horror movie, but it involves a horror movie. All right. Um, so the TV show I'll cover first is Scream Queens, The Red Devil, and The Green Meanie. The Red Devil being the killer in the first season, The Green Meanie being the killer in the second season. Again, very simple Halloween type masks. But they're just unique enough that they really stand out in my mind. Uh, Scream Queens, I think, is one of the best TV shows of the last 10 years. Uh, I just think it's really funny. I really like the character. Like, the characters are basically caricatures of sorority and frat type people. Um, Chad Radwell is the alternate universe version of Mark if Mark stayed in college. Oh, now I really need to watch this. Yes, you do. Okay, They're... now here's the question. Okay. Are they currently dressed the same right now? Oh. Uh... <laughs> Actually. Oh, God. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Mark literally looks like he just walked out of the goddamn country club. I'm wearing a polo. It's a polo. Exactly. It's a fucking polo and you're wearing khaki shorts. Zach, keep him busy while I try to look this up. And <laughs> white... Ch- what are those? Chucks or... Just slip-ons? What, what's Shoes. wrong with you? <laughs> They're comfortable. What are you Dude, do? you need black denim jeans, steel-toe boots, a metal t-shirt. Yeah, like, I, I also don't want to make a fucking soup underneath my clothes. When you it's won't nice. make a soup underneath your clothes. You're going to look like a badass and feel like a badass. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel like shit. Mark, if I ever see you dressed like this, I'm Let's stabbing see. you. Let's see. No, not even I go that far. The um, oh uh, my god, what the, a prick! But you totally fucking, see it. Fucking hats, both uh, uh, hats, awesome. But yeah, the, the hats, awesome. What are you insane? Do I like fucking hats? Zach, you uh, totally you know, see it, I, don't you? Yeah, but I, I do, like hats. Yes, dude, I do. Dude, I, agree. I do not. I do not do the sweater, dude. I don't do buttons like that, dude. If I see you with a sweater like that, buttons, or God forbid, a fucking scarf, I'm going to y- your I, other nipples getting carved off. I don't do scarves. The uh, oh, for the love of Christ, they're around. Let me see. Oh. oh no no no! I no 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 no! no. I don't. Know. I, 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 a scarf. I don't do that. No no, that's a fucking sweat. That's a sweater tied to around another sweater. He's the that's the Carlton. 
He's doing the Carlton. Look, no one could do the Carlton other than Carlton. I will allow Carlton because Carlton is awesome and hilarious. This prick, on the other hand, can kill himself. Yeah, no, dude. I don't, I, I... Does he at least die a horrible death? In season two. Spoiler alert. Oh, but, damn it. Um, but it's yeah, two in, seasons too long. In, in the first season, he actually... So basically, the Red Devil is basically killing off people on a college campus. And Chad is just like, we need to take the streets back from the red devil and he and his frat actually go with baseball bats and everything to uh the backstreet the backstreet boys everybody backstreets back as they start taunting the red well, devil you're not kidding this is mark if he were still in college oh god the uh dude dude Vinny and david would both be their bros so so it'd be a one hell of a time i don't think you'd catch david dead in a suit like that no not our, not not our not our david my, oh. my buddy david rose okay the uh, I'm, like, I'm like trying to pick i can't even picture david in a suit like that he would literally incinerate either that or lily would incinerate him the oh man that's awesome but yeah no there's uh, no that's terrifying for for, for sure some of that, but not all that. I would like I said, never do the, the fucking is, sweater. It is the alternate universe version of you. And I Mark, would, if he wasn't introduced to heavy metal at one point. Sure. There was just that 1% of heavy metal that got into him. <laughs> That's all it takes. That is all it takes, I swear. The um, uh, Even 1% of metal can save a man's life. No. Everybody needs to convert. This no, has been it, a Midwest Horror Network PSA. <laughs> No, dude. If you don't actually, want to be a pretentious prick, listen to heavy metal. Actually, it's awesome. I would, I would say it's the one percent of of that, and then like the rest of the Italian culture, because like that shit would never be your tolerated. Your father would kick your ass, dude. My dad, my dad's a very fashion fashion oriented guy, but even he. No, has your dad is classy. There's a difference. That, dude, that's part of the deal, bro. The um, but yeah, not even he would go that far. That's way too fucking Ivy League. Like that's painfully Ivy Ivy League. Somebody you want to punch in the face just for approaching you. It's like, dude, you're just an asshole, aren't you? The uh, that's the one that like will make you sign a petition that minorities are getting too close to the country club. <laughs> oh God, no! Not even punch, stab in the dude, throat. Dude, dude, it's like we like them, but we don't want them near. And I'm, fuck you! I'm just gonna face palm for the next five minutes. The, or so. That's that's the one who comes up. If if he approaches you with a clipboard, everything he's gonna say is is make your butthole pucker up. No, go, it's oh, gonna God. make you just be like, oh God, why? Oh, why God. are you alive? You know, just just take the air out of the fucking room. The, um, yeah, I'm, uh, no, 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 no. Dude, I, I'm a, I'm a fashion-oriented guy for sure. Um, but, yeah, you, you tell yourself that, buddy. But dude, my, my belt matches my shoes. They, uh, that's that's one of the golden rules. And I, I know yours yours does too, but that's because you own everything black. <laughs> so, Look, black is simple. Black is awesome. Black is the color of my soul, and I anyway, love it! The, anyway, Scream Queen's really good. Emma Roberts is in it. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. I really um, Chad Radwell also has an affair with Niecy Nash, a.k.a. Deputy Williams from Reno 911. She's yes! In it. Well, you got Mark's attention. Um, Fucking love Reno 911. We know you do. Yeah, you, you need to see Scream Queens. It is hilarious, and I like the costumes in it as well. Um... And then finally, and this is from a movie, not a horror movie, like I said, but it involves a horror movie. And that's the, so it's in Matinee, there is a movie called Mant, which is about <laughs> half man, half ant, all terror. And basically there's a director coming to 
um, uh, Key West, and he's showing off his new horror movie, Mant. And he's and the director's played by John Goodman, basically based off of William Castle, who's a very gimmicky director. Like uh, William Castle did House on Haunted Hill. He had skeletons fly on ropes and conveyor belts in the theaters. Um, he did the original 13 Ghosts. I was just about to ask that with the 3D glasses thing. It wasn't 3D, but it was like that red filter glasses where if you put on the glasses, you'll see like ghosts on the screen. It was just it was just straight red, just no blue, just yeah. Red. It, it's not 3D. It's like um, you do you remember, have you ever worn those like plastic decoder glasses? Yeah, for like yes. the books and yeah, everything. It's, it's like yeah. that. Okay. Um, oh, that's interesting. So Do you yeah, have that movie's available with that feature anymore? I don't believe so. I do know there is a Blu-ray of the original 13 Ghosts, but I think it's just a bare bones. You just get the movie. I don't know if it has that version on it. If you were to buy the Red Decoder, would you be able to do that? Probably not. Um, gotta check and see if there are any special features listed on it. Because I want this answer as well. Because yeah, that would be super interesting. I wouldn't mind watching the original 13 Ghosts. When was that released? Was it 60s, 50s, It would 70s? have been 50s or 60s. Oh. 1960. 60? Okay. Yes. Uh, okay, Blu-ray released by Mill Creek Entertainment. No special features. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. Um, so, anyway, uh, John Goon's character in Matinee is releasing Mant. And as one of the gags, he has this kid, this guy, this kid, teenager, dress up as Mant. And there's, of course, this whole ant mask. And there's a whole subplot going on with his ex-girlfriend yeah. that I don't want to spoil because it's all part of the fun of the movie. Awesome movie. Go um, Fantastic so, movie. Go yeah, watch so it. it's, I like the mask, but I just like, I just like the subplot involving the Mant costume. And that's it. Nice. Very nice. Very cool. The um, you kind of covered a great a great question of the podcast, so I, I can't uh, I can't really compete with that. Oh, the whole I'm sorry thing about the shatter. No, I'm good because I, I don't have anything prepared, so we're good. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm still sorry. No, I'll tell you, no, don't be. No, I, I overstepped my bounds. I understand. Nope, you took took some work away from me. It's pretty great. The um, so I don't have to come up with it with one on out of thin air. I don't have to see that's how you We're do that. We're still on that subject. That's how apparently. you do that. Me instead of pulling it out of your ass. Where people don't want to be bothered with that. Anyway. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's somebody. I don't want to meet that person, but I'm sure there's oh, somebody. Oh yeah, yeah, I don't want to meet them either. So uh I think this is a um perfect time for final thoughts. Zach? Squirrels. Brandon. I like my masks more than yours. Well, well, I guess my final thought is fuck me then. The uh, no um, masks are awesome. They they make horror movies uh, even better, and there's some great um, artistic design with yep. them. They also make murder a hell of a oh, lot more. Oh, I fun. do have another final thought. Yeah, okay. go ahead. So on our horror Here's wall, we have Zach's Mars Attacks mask. Nice. And I was on a remote job for my legal videography about a week and a half, two weeks ago. And I had it so that my background was blurred, but of course, if I make like a sudden movement, like it'll take a second to like refocus. Yeah, refocus it. So basically, while we were waiting for people to show up, I kind of just moved my head a little bit, and the Mars Attacks mask got unblurred for just a quick second. 
And one of the lawyers actually said, I think your Mars Attacks mask on your wall is awesome. It's a really underrated movie. Love that movie. Nice. It is a very underrated movie. But yeah, I just yes, thought it was it funny. It's like there's this, you know, high-priced lawyer <laughs> sees my Mars Attacks mask, pays me a compliment. Hey, made my day. Everybody's got hobbies. The um, uh, Everybody's got a different different approach. That mask has gotten a lot of compliments. I'm very happy about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I'll tell you guys a funny story after the podcast. But that being said, Brandon, you want to sign us off? Yes. Thank you for listening to the Nightmares Podcast. Don't forget to like this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to us. Follow us on all of our social media at Midwest Horror Network, including YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Slasher. And of course, uh, you can go ahead and listen to the audio version of this podcast directly on Spotify or Anchor under the Nightmares Podcast. Obviously, uh, on the video, it's only showing a little bit of a logo, but if you just want the audio version of that, go ahead and check that out. We do have a lovely uh, donation box. Uh, any donations that you do give to us go directly to all of the wonderful things we do here at Midwest Horror Network. And that is set up on Anchor, and yep. you can see that in the description of this YouTube version. Some of those other things that those contributions would go to would be our awesome narrative show, Living Nightmares, uh, where we take real-life experiences that have happened to people that are horror-oriented, and we put them to film. Uh, we have three great episodes up right now, with a fourth one on its way. We also have a phenomenal show called The Screaming Room, where we take lesser-known horror movies. We react, comment, watch, discuss discuss laugh have a good time indeed uh, we do indeed we do and then of course check out zach's uh solo show uh let's play a game where zach takes a look at all of uh, all these wonderful horror video games plays uh, and reacts to them so and then of course thank you very very much uh and brendan says uh I tell everybody all about this your aunts brothers sisters uncles best friends and click that little button so you don't miss a single bit of content from us thank you very much see y'all later bye